Thought leaders, storytellers and griots sharing personal highlights on Stories of the Week. Hopefully we have better luck with our lines at this stage and we don't uh, lose our next guest. Stuart Jones is the Projects Director at CABC, which is the Centre for Analytics and Behavioural Change. Stuart, thank you so much for joining us. It's a pleasure. Hi. So, Stuart, one of the things that you guys came up with recently was something called the Vaccine Trust Spectrum Segmentation Report. And really what it did was focus on the different segments of people in terms of how they feel about vaccines. So there's the fringe conspiracy theorist, the vaccine hesitant, the um, vaccine enthusiast, the vaccine procrastinator, the vaccine advocate, the list goes on. Talk to us about this report and what the aim was. Sure. Thanks, Michelle. Um, yeah, this is a, a, a report um, or a, a, a project that's been funded by Impact Amplifier, um, and it's actually across um, six different African countries uh, with a, spe- a specific focus on South Africa, but it includes Ghana, Kenya, Senegal, Nigeria, and Tanzania. Now, the nature of social media means that South Africa is by far the biggest player amongst those in terms of social media data. Um, but the idea is to provide insights to um, develop uh, messaging that can be directed towards people to encourage them to vaccinate. Uh, this is also done in conjunction with the demand generation unit uh, in South Africa to try and um, uh, develop confidence in the vaccine. Um, and so we, we um, designed a methodology that we've been uh, working on over the last couple of months, really, um, to look at uh, social media posts from these various countries and then use uh, what we call the crowd. It's a, it's a collection of people uh, that analyze posts that we've drawn out of the conversation at random yeah. um, and then develop this vaccine trust spectrum. That was the first part of the, of the project, look at what people were saying and how we could divide that up into these six different segments um, and then uh, use this crowd to to look at, on a, this will now be on a weekly basis, look at the volume of conversation um, in each of those segments and, and start to develop uh, material that talks towards it. So what it's going to allow us to do uh, as we go forward is on a weekly basis see which part of the conversation is spiking, for want of a better term, look at why that might be happening, um, and then be able to talk back into that space uh, to address concerns that people might have about the vaccine. So you do have the six segments. Talk to us about the segments and let's start with South Africa and say uh, and try and understand which segment are you finding to be most prolific when you look at social media? Yeah, well, the, the, the six segments are, um, they range from vaccine uh, hesitant, uh, sorry, probably start with the fringe conspiracy theorists, um, yeah. then vaccine hesitant, uh, then vaccine skeptics, then vaccine neutral, vaccine advocates, and vaccine enthusiastic. If you've got time, I could talk you through all six of them. Um, but, you know, social media over-indexes uh, compared to um, broader society uh, on the side of hesitance and conspiracy theorists. And it's, it's one of the issues with social media is that when you go into these conversations and into these spaces, uh, they can be dominated by what are actually quite fringe views from a, a kind of quantitative perspective, you know. Um, and so we find that vaccine hesitance uh, are the biggest percentage yeah. uh, at 35% of the conversation, and fringe conspiracy theorists the second biggest at 21% of the conversation. 
Uh, then you've got vaccine skeptics at 20%. So, I mean, that's really concerning. That's, I'm just doing my math quickly, 35, 20, 20. Yeah. Um, that's 70, 75% of the conversation yeah. Yeah, is, is, is on that skeptical to fringe conspiracy theorist side. And then vaccine neutral at 10%, vaccine advocates at 8%, and vaccine enthusiasts at uh, just under 5%. So if those are the numbers, how does one analyze that? I mean, one, one, it's, it's, it's all very well to have those numbers, but what is it saying? Well, on one level, what we've developed in this report is, um, is what we would call a psychographic segmentation, which mm-hmm. is giving us detail on each one of these segments and what it is that they're concerned about. Um, so if you look at vaccine skeptics, for example, um, they've got quite a few barriers to vaccine uptake. Uh, they think that... Um, that the vaccine risks outweigh the benefits. Uh, they engage in efficacy conversation, particularly worried about the protection levels of the vaccine um, and those sorts of things. They're, they're more realistic yeah. than the conspiracy theorists, which of course go into all the sort of Bill Gates and you know those kinds of uh, those kinds of conspiracies. Um, and so that gives us a way to speak to those people. We're now able to say, all right, you know, w- what concerns can we address and how do we address those? And then vaccine hesitance, of course, is another big. Um, area and they're more worried about side effects. Um, they're worried about introducing a foreign substance into their into their bodies, but they're not that concerned about the sort of personal liberty um, discussions that take place in social media. So when yeah. when talking about vaccine passports, they're pretty neutral towards them. And these are the kinds of insights that are invaluable to be able to um, target messaging towards these people because that's ultimately what uh, what this is for. Social media based uh, messaging that we were able to send out to specific groups of people. Um, with a specific aim in mind, you know, which is to uh, get them to go and vaccinate ultimately and to address people's concerns um, and uh, and undo some of the damage that has been done with the kind of disinformation and misinformation that's gone on. Just to explain for our listeners, we talk a lot about disinformation and misinformation. Uh, explain the difference between the two. Ah, <laughs> yes. It's, quite, it's fairly simple, really. Uh, disinformation is specifically deliberately designed, I'm going to call them lies just for the sake mm. of it, um, specifically designed lies with a particular intent. So they've been, the, the person that creates this information knows that it's untrue and they create it uh, in order to um, uh, fulfill a particular, a particular end. Uh, and of course this works, this isn't just in vaccines, this is across all of the social media-based work that we do. Um, whereas misinformation is people benignly passing on something that they genuinely think to be true. And so disinformation very quickly becomes misinformation. Um, and ultimately, it's actually misinformation that's the most dangerous because that's what's uh, spread by you or I. I mean, we've, yeah. I think we probably all um, shared something that isn't true uh, without knowing that it's not true. And that's ultimately mis- misinformation. And so always the call to people is to check your facts before you send them. You know, look for reputable websites if you're going to do your research on, uh, on things. And before you start sharing information, um, that's potentially dangerous. Rather, you know, take a, take a pause and um, check it out before you before you send it on to people. I'm very interested in what you say about uh, doing this research in order to communicate differently and separately to, for example, someone who is hesitant about the vaccines and someone who is a vaccine procrastinator. So a vaccine mm. procrastinator, someone they probably know they should get vaccine, vaccinated, but they just, they're not just, not getting it together, which I, I can't understand that personally, but nevertheless, that would mm. be the case. So the communication around this is, is important because one of the question marks that has been raised, and it's been raised by a variety of people who are involved in the communication uh, around vaccination, 
is that we aren't, as you say, focusing on specifically different segments and groups of people. So how you would vax, how you would focus on someone who's a procrastinator versus someone who is a skeptic or even worse, uh, and I don't mean worse as in that they're horrible people or something, but just further up the scale, someone who has extreme anti-vaccine views. Hmm. Well, that's exactly right. And we're really trying to redress that with this piece of work and with the work that we're doing. Um, so we've got two projects running, one a, a content and, and then a separate dialogue project um, across these different countries around Africa, and then a specific dialogue and content project um, in South Africa that's, that's better funded to try and address these things. Yeah. You know, you talk about vac- vaccine procrastinators, and, you know, I, I just immediately have a series of questions. I think, you know, th- th- there's, this, there's a sense that you want to have the sort of single-minded messaging, which is fairly simple and clear and easy to understand. But the reality is that people's emotional responses to the vaccine have been incredibly complex, and their practical questions are complex and changing all the time as well. Yeah. So what we'll be able to do is we'll be able to go on a weekly basis, okay, this is exactly what the conversation has looked like for this week on social media. Um, vaccine skeptics have been spiking, again, for want of a better term, um, uh, for, for these particular reasons. These are the questions that they've had. These are the, this is what's trending within that um, segment. And then we're able to go, okay, what this week can we say to people in that segment um, that might help address those concerns? So procrastinators, uh, I know some. Um, who just haven't gotten around to it yet. But there are reasons behind that. You know, yeah, there's fear sure. behind that. There's, um, oh, I haven't been able to take time off work. You know, those sorts of those sorts of things that one can pot- potentially address. But then people have other concerns. You know, um, have I had COVID recently? I'm not even necessarily sure. I got a bit yeah. sick a little while ago. Am I able to take the vaccine um, having recently had COVID? You know, those, those yeah. kinds of questions. So, so we also deploy uh, what we call dialogue facilitators and volunteer um, um, dialogue facilitators into the space to answer those questions also in real time um, as, uh, you know, as the conversation on social media develops. So um, here's the thing that uh, I suppose we, we, you, you talk about how you are going to take this forward. And the question is, who are you going to take this forward? I mean, how will you scale this? So, for example, is this going to go to uh, the National Department of Health, maybe the Communicable Diseases uh, Institute. I know that Dr. David um, Harrison is doing some very good work there. I heard him speaking recently at something uh, online. Where will you take this? Will it be the COVID communication team? I think that's Tessa Dooms and mm. Chris Vick. There's so many different people who are doing it, but surely at this point now is the time to pull everybody together and ensure that the messaging is uh, clear and uh, maybe in different languages, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So we have a, a pan-African mandate as well as, as a specific South African one. Um, and our South African project is dealing directly with the demand generation team under David Harrison. Yeah. Uh, and and uh, th- that is underway, that, that sense of bringing everything together um, and, and making sure that everyone's sort of speaking, speaking of the same page. Yeah. Uh, and so, so we're reporting directly into them. Um, we have ad agencies that we're working with that are then linked to uh, to that program that are able to develop material, yeah. uh, both for us and, and for, for general use. Uh, and a VaxChamps uh, program is busy being developed in which we also hope that we'll be able to um, bring a lot of people together with hints and tips and so on, um, probably on WhatsApp groups, yeah. uh, on how to 
how to talk to people about about vaccinating because I think that's one of the one of the big opportunity areas actually doesn't lie in social media but it lies kind of above the line if you like in people talking to their friends and their families yeah. um, and family members and persuading them or dealing with their with their con, with, with their concerns you know uh, and so there's a program uh, underway to try and to try and do that and our role in there from a because we do a lot of dialoguing um, is to try and help people with the kinds of things that they can say and the ways in which they can speak uh, to friends and family in order to get them to to kind of get over that speed bump and go and uh, go and get themselves vaccinated. Go and get vaccinated is all we <laughs> say. Stuart Jones, thank you so much for joining us. Stuart is the project director at CABC, which is the Centre for Analytics and Behavioural Change. Now, if your name is Skumbuzo and you hail from Cape Town, then this song is for you.